2: Tom Bernard Show with Doug Sprinthal,
0: Andy Brand Bernard Bernard.
3: Cassie Schrader.
2: Alex will be here later on today. Catherine, one more day, no, two more days, today and tomorrow and then she'll be back next week, which will be good. We'll be right back with a long list of the morons on the news and politics. These people are all insane. There's no question about it. But I enjoy it, just watching them burn themselves to the ground. (laughs) We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show And Doug Sprinthall back from vacation.
5: Mm-hmm. I wasn't on vacation, I don't think. You're not Maybe on the I first was. five
2: days on the KQ Morning
5: Show. Oh, that's right. I know. It's vacation. That's vacation. vacation. Well, i get a to rest up and give the listeners a break. Indeed. If you are in the Twin Cities metro area or the Wichita metro area and are looking for a change in employment, please go to walzer.com and hit careers. We've got a lot of positions open, both in sales and some in service. We're looking for some... Skilled techs down in Wichita, and the last time I looked, which was a two days ago, they were even going to pay a $7,500 relocation bonus to the right people. So, some great opportunities there to join the team. Just go to walzer.com, hit careers. If you can't get it or you can't get all the information, it's a little hard to find sometimes. You can always email me at doug at walzer.com.
2: walzer automotive group, walzer.com. <laughs> We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Things are pretty good, actually. Yes, last night, taking the little children, there were, what, four or five little children, Andy? Between the ages of, like, two, three, maybe four? At Alex's? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, four of them. Oh, and then, of course, when you go with Sagey, it was five. But he didn't ask for much candy. Oh, well, yeah, with the babies, it was six. You had Linus. I took a shot at his dad this morning on the morning show, because Linus, <laughs> Linus of course, was the son of Apollo. It's like, really? You think you're Apollo? Is
5: that, <laughs> is that I right? I didn't know that. I'm, yeah. which, I don't know anything about mythology.
0: Who was that? Who was what? The Linus's dad. Oh, he works with uh, Dan. Oh, a really okay. nice guy. His wife's very nice, too. And no one ever really introduced us. He was just yeah. like, hey, my
2: name is... That does happen. Yeah. So here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. We've been wondering about when people say things, they automatically get fired and their life is over and they get crushed. And then somebody else says something and nothing happens to them. Now, I don't want anybody to lose their job. I don't think this guy should lose his job. I just think he should have a, a mental what evaluation. What about
5: Rick Spielman?
2: Uh, he might.
5: <laughs> I knew I could find somebody. That yeah, you could find job. somebody. I'm sorry. Go
2: ahead. Oh, Andy, you need to tell mom your bike code. Mm-hmm. She's moving your bike. She, she would like you to call her right now. So if they, you could do that, that would be great. I'll just text her. So here's the deal. Don Lemon of CNN is courting controversy this week with an assertion that white men pose the biggest terror threat in the United States. He actually said white men pose mm. the biggest terror threat in the United States. You could probably bring that up to the people of South Chicago, and they would not agree with you. I'm just saying, now, I do not want Don Lemon fired for that. I, you know, He should have to answer for it. They're totally ignoring it, and the reason they're doing that is because Jeff Zucker, who runs CNN, is a completely incompetent fool and has the courage of a, I don't know, a mayfly. <laughs> um, the weirdest thing about that whole deal, he said, Don Lemon, who's a black man on CNN, uh, he's also gay, and the reason I bring that up is, his husband
5: is a white man. So explain to me. how. Mm. I, I, I actually understand <laughs> his point. I don't. So, you know, there's a, a segment of the population and I, that get everybody scared because of foreigners and terrorists and all this sort of stuff. But mm. overwhelmingly, the, the, the number of, not unexpected, but just sort of random violence... You know, shooting up whether it's schools or movie theaters or mm-hmm. synagogues or whatever is done by white people. It doesn't mean that we should round up all the white people and kick them out of the country. I don't think no. he's saying that, but I, I, you know, and the Chicago violence thing is a little different because most of that is gang on gang. Yeah, it it's is a not gang really on gang. random, and it's not the what scares mm-hmm. um, suburban people to death and keeps them awake at night that they're all thinking that you know that they're
2: not coming your way. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose when it's when it's
5: really more likely going to be some disgruntled moron that thinks, you know, oh. just a nut job that thinks that the Jews are making all these foreigners yeah, that out guy was, like, He was wait, crazy. Who what is
2: Sayak? He's uh, Philippine. Is it Filipino or Philippine? It's Filipino. It I think Filipino. it is Filipino or Pinoy. Pinoy? Cuz he is he 100% Philippine? I or Filipino? I don't know. Cuz he I don't know he's not he's him. not a honky. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, He's a nobody. Who cares? But here's the deal. I, I just think if we're going to do things like look, Megyn Kelly, you probably don't want to go down the road where it's, you're talking about changing skin color and all that. Uh, I don't think <laughs> she should have been fired for it. And I, I think the only reason they did fire for it is because her ratings were horrendous. But so are his. CNN's ratings are horrible. Um, I wish somebody would fire me and give me sixty nine. I know. Well, really. that's the thing. I'd even all take right. sixty eight and a half. <laughs> sixty eight and a half million. But I guess that we you can't. It's not a good example to the youth of America. What some people have to answer for what they say and others don't. I don't, it's not how the world should work. And I got nothing against Don Lemon. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch any of this. I like Pete Hegseth, but he's from Minnesota. But I do like Anderson Cooper over on CNN because I've talked to him several times and he's a really decent guy. He's kind of goofy too, but you
5: know, I really like the guy. Well, they're all gay, aren't they? <laughs> yes, that's it. That's Everybody's gay. That's what the gay. problem with them is.
2: I got, I got, the, I'm not in an argument, but I had a discussion with a guy about what Hillary Clinton said when a guy thought Cory Booker was <clears throat> Eric Holder. Right. And she said, well, they all look alike, don't
5: they? Yeah, she was telling, actually taking a shot at the interview. I right? know, but and you she still probably shouldn't, shouldn't have said that. You don't say things like that. That's not a good idea. Well, I would have said something like that. Well, I I'm would not, have said... I'm not Hillary Clinton.
0: I would have just said, I hate
5: everyone. That's, That's right. what I would
0: have done. Huh. Um, Someone, do uh, you hear about the United Airlines guy? What? Uh-uh. So, a baggage handler was putting uh, baggage in the cargo hold. Apparently he'd been drinking a bit because Uh-oh. he decided to take a little nap in the cargo hold. Oh, is he dead? Uh, somehow he survived. They he uh, did. They found him uh, when the plane touched down. The FBI uh, got a hold of him and they said, "What the hell?" <laughs> Apparently he was just so drunk that he passed out in the cargo hold, and no one even noticed. And he got to get a free flight to Chicago. From where? Kansas City.
2: Oh boy, that's about a ten-minute flight. <clears throat> yeah. So people used to stow away in the wheel wells. Yeah, that
5: kills you. That that usually does. A little chilly. Every once in a while, somebody would survive that. There were cases.
0: Very short flights. You can survive up there for like a, a small amount of time. But yeah, it gets the the wind and the lack of oxygen. Yeah.
2: Why would you? want to do that how could you not know how cold it is up there well, seven miles in the air it's or whatever back
5: in the seven everybody thinks that things are super crazy now but yeah, nothing on the 70s i oh, heard no, something interesting true. the other day they said that between it was an 18 month period from sometime in 71 through 72 there were 2500 bombings in the united states and i remember the yeah. sds and all that sort of oh, stuff yeah, I, I don't remember that it was society. that big yeah, it was the SDS. And most of them uh, did actually go off, yep, if I remember did. right.
0: I do remember that. Absolutely. Jesus. So, this guy, the first wheel well stowaway we know about, uh, stowed away in the wheel well from Indonesia to Australia. Oh, yeah. And survived. <laughs> well, they must not have gotten very high. I... I, I, think I don't mean high long. that way.
5: I think anyway. Well, it was nineteen
0: forty-six, to... so yeah, they oh, probably okay. didn't yeah, go all right, very yeah, high right. You could live Here. through that because it wouldn't be that cold. So they probably didn't go very high, but uh, and there's still oxygen up there. People are still doing it regularly. Most of them are dying. I one of them died in twenty eighteen. Don't do well, wait. That. One, yeah. two, three died in twenty eighteen. Nope, four because one of them was two people. It's mostly uh, amazing. It's mostly from you know. Bad countries. Crazy land? Going to good countries.
5: S-hole countries is our Pretty much, yeah. Call.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you're going from uh drug cartel-controlled murder town to somewhere else. Literally anywhere else. Yeah. You know, take the chance. I don't know. I feel like if you prepared for it, you brought some bottled oxygen and a lot of coats... Might be able to handle it.
2: No, there's a... Well, up there, no, I don't know. You're screwed because the the pressure alone would be psychotic,
0: I would think. Uh, Well, here's a guy who went from Santo Domingo to Miami and survived, but that's like, what, a 10-minute flight? That's about an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, Most recently, other
5: than that... All right, kids. From the Tom Bernard podcast, do not do this stow away yeah. yeah, don't <laughs> do aircraft this. Aircraft wheel wells. Yeah. That's
2: right. Don't do that. It's from not a good idea.
0: Indo- well, he survived because he went from Indonesia to Indonesia. So I okay. uh,
2: no he- once flew from Minneapolis to St. Paul. Was that a good idea?
0: <laughs> San Jose to uh, Hawaii. He survived. Well, it does I happen. I remember once that. A
5: while. I remember. It was yeah. a young kid. Yahya yeah, yeah. Abdi, a Somali was like national or 15 from, 15 he was years sixteen.
0: Old? yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, ninety percent of them die, but sometimes. I of knock all this
5: old information out of my brain, so never I have, have room it. for new information. I have
0: so much information that I'm like, why did my brain choose to remember that? Yeah, I don't. I'll never need this.
2: There you have it. I just want to wrap up this Don Lemon thing very quickly. Uh, while talking with Chris Cuomo on CNN Monday after a white man allegedly shot—no, this is an allegation. They don't. There's no proof that he did it shot two black people in a Kentucky supermarket. Lemon pivoted to complain that migrants marching toward the U S border were being depicted as a threat to national security. Uh, we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men. Most of them radicalize to the right. We have to start doing something about
0: them. We have to stop demonizing people and realize that white men are demons. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, You need to
2: stop demonizing people, but I need to kick it into high gear, demonizing people.
0: Uh, Although since 1982, white men have only been responsible for 54% of mass shootings in the country. So he's not right either. Yeah, exactly. It's all nuts.
5: Boy, that sounds low to me.
0: Here's what I would say. Don Lemon. Well, it's any incident that was indiscriminate where a lone gunman took the lives of at least three people.
5: So that's drive-by there's drug be a shootings, lot of, too.
0: There's going to be a lot of yeah. gangland yeah. stuff going on. Right. But technically, you know, yeah, no, does I, it matter I, which right. three people die, really? Not to Well, me. I
5: guess if I had my choice between well, three yeah. drug dealers getting blown away and kids getting shot at Sandy Hook, yeah, see you later, drug dealers. That's <laughs> uh, just me.
2: I just spotted the worst excuse I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, Alyssa Shepard. Driver who hit kids because mm. she pulled around a school <clears throat> bus. Oh, her excuse for hitting the kids was, and I quote, "I didn't know it was a school bus." <laughs> what? Mm. What
1: do you mean? What?
5: Crack okay. Doesn't smoke itself.
2: I suppose that's right. Crack does not smoke itself.
0: Uh, uh-huh. Well, let's see. Oh, so, so she killed them all? Not all. She killed at least one of them. At least one. Because yeah. she's being charged with reckless homicide. Yep. Uh, Yeah, no, she killed them all. She killed them all? Yeah, somehow managed to kill all three kids. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. I just hate that stuff. uh, I do, too. The only mitigating circumstance you could argue for her is that it was before sunrise, so it was dark. But that's still no excuse. That's really all that she so got the big going for red her. Red
5: flashing lights weren't a hint. Yeah, there yeah. were
0: flashing lights. She she said she saw flashing either. lights, but didn't realize they were from a school bus until it was too late. But wonderful. No, 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 I don't know. School buses are pretty. You know, they make them big and yellow for a reason. They do indeed. This is for Cassie because she was mm-hmm. on a on a ship for a couple of days or I a week or something. I still
3: feel like I'm on a ship at times. I'm like sitting here all of a sudden. I feel yeah. Like I'm, yeah, I'm like, or I'm walking down the hallway. I'm like, whoa. That's what
0: they mean when they say get your
2: uh, land legs yep. back. Yeah. yeah, I suppose that's true. More gruesome details of Whitey Bulger's fatal prison beating are out. They apparently tuned him up to the point where he was unrecognizable. One law enforcement official tells the New York Times. Tuned him up. The Boston crime boss's eyes were dislodged from Ah. his head.
3: Oh, my God.
2: Though it wasn't clear whether that was due to the severity of the beating or the killers' reported attempts to gouge out his eyes.
0: Well, Jesus.
2: Surveillance video captured at least two inmates rolling the 89-year-old's wheelchair into the corner of his cell where the attack took place. Uh, A uh, prison official confirms that Fotios Freddy... uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name.
0: Because I think you do, but you don't want to say it. What? Because it's pronounced gay ass. You think it's not it's not pronounced gay ass. There's I think, no I don't know how to say it. It's G E A S Gas. G gay, well I mean okay. in Italian, I think it would be or maybe gaos. Gayos. Gayos. Still I not know. good. Uh, although if he was Irish, it's pronounced gash. gash? But I kinda doubt it. Fotios, the mafia hitman, probably isn't Irish. Prob, well, there's some the Irish people in the mafia, but I don't oh, think Fotios is. I don't, know, what do I know? Mafia or not, when you're rolling an 89-year-old man's wheelchair in order to get him, a, like you know, to a place where you can kill him, don't you just like think maybe I'm the bad guy here?
5: Well, so. that's a good question. Yes,
0: just maybe. A guy in a wheelchair,
2: you know, he's not going to fight back. But the thing about it is, like I said, he put himself in that position.
0: He requested to be put in general population, so he... I wonder if he did it so that it would get reported and people would... I don't know. So why was he in prison to begin with?
5: Murdering a whole bunch of people. people, Mm,
0: Well, was he like a snitch or was he still... uh, So I'm wondering if maybe he did this so more mafia crimes like people would start... Like getting back into the whole let's investigate the mafia mindset because it's it's pretty obvious and open.
3: Did he go, was he charged and went to prison for murder or was it for like a racketeering charge? I know, was it like
2: cross,
0: like jaywalking?
2: They think he he murdered at least 100 people, but they charged him with 11.
0: He was convicted.
2: Let's see what he was convicted of. Uh, still many in Boston were relieved to see Bulger, whom a federal jury found culpable on 11 killings, gone, says one 85-year-old, there's an old saying, what goes around comes around. Mm. <laughs> an 85-year-old Bostonian. Uh,
0: yeah, they did convict him of 11 counts of murder. So. Yep. <clears throat> it's a lot of murder. Yeah.
2: There's also no
0: racketeering, which, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that really matters at that point.
2: But he was an FBI snitch for like 10, 15 years, wasn't he?
0: I don't know about that. Yeah, I think he was.
2: I think I think that's absolutely true. But uh, uh, yeah. yes,
0: he was. He was an FBI informant of the Winter Hill Gang from 1975. Well, the FBI says he was an informant since 1975, but he says he wasn't yeah, for obvious he was. reasons. He wanted to keep his eyes in his head. Yeah, exactly.
2: We'll be right back. Yeah. Tom Bernard Show.
0: Tom Bernard here with the
2: founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski who's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get and use from North American banking company called XCheck?
5: Tom, it's a payment app we developed. We wanted a simple application that was safe and secure, easy to use, and a way in which you could pay the kid who cuts your grass, shovels your snow, way you could split a dinner check without having to exchange cash, without having to write a check. The app processes the payment, puts it right into the receiver's account literally the same day. It's free to our customers. It's safe, secure, and easy to use.
2: This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Check out nabankco.com KQ for more about XCheck. Member FDIC and equal housing lender, Mike is a disaster. Now, wait a minute. You better cut out
5: that. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> Tommy,
2: Tommy, 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 Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Whiting Clinic has changed their name to include their two specialties, LASIK and cataract surgery. Whiting Clinic is best known for their amazing LASIK results and ability to enhance thousands of lives by restoring vision to clarity without the need for glasses or contacts. You've heard me rave about them for years. You know that. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm a perfect example of their good work. You know what I'm saying. I see so clearly now. When my clear LASIK vision started to fade due to cataracts, Whiting Clinic took care of me again and have the most advanced lens technology so I can see far, away, and up close without wearing any glasses. If you're over 60 and have noticed your vision starting to fade, call the experts at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. To learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020. That's 855-554-2020. And please tell them Tom sent you.
4: I saved,
5: oh, I love this song. I heard something posted this on Facebook. It was a... Uh early demo cut of glass onion you know that Beatles song on the yeah, white yep. album it was yep. really cool mm-hmm. so it was just you know just lennon acoustic guitar electric guitar bass and drums right. all playing together no backup vocals i i thought, find that stuff really fascinating
3: I, george is my favorite Beatle. i thought he wrote a lot of uh, beautiful songs my favorite is while well, my guitar gently weeps so great song yeah and that was you can it's funny when you listen to the Beatles, you can tell which person oh, wrote yeah. which oh, song oh, yeah. their style yeah. and how it was played out yeah
5: now i've long said that if the third best guy in your band is george harrison you get a pretty good band yeah
3: that's good band. <laughs> exactly
2: i still love what uh, rory McElroy said when asked a few years ago to name one of the beatles and he said george lucas <laughs> <laughs> oops <laughs> whoops yeah, Apparently that's don't, him. Know. don't know a lot about the beatles Uh, Here's an interesting story. Having sex with men who have power over you or letting them touch all over your body is a necessity to survive in North Korea. What? Apparently, Uh. rape is acceptable in North Korea.
3: Well, that sounds shock.
2: Mm, I suppose it is. Such is the assessment of one of 62 North Korean defectors who left the country after Kim Jong-un took power in 2011. Was interviewed over two years as a part of a report on endemic sexual abuse in the country for Human Rights Watch, per the Wall Street Journal. On any given day, market guards or police officials could ask me to follow them to an empty room, says another woman who describes being sexually assaulted many times. Things like this happen in broad daylight. I don't think I want to live there.
5: Well, you know, here's a tip. If you want to have sex with a woman, just be nice to them and ask them. And if they say no, just find a different Move one. And do the same on. thing. Pretty soon, somebody will say, yeah, okay. It's well, yeah. interesting what
0: if you're a psychopath or have borderline personality disorder. Well,
5: then it's a little tougher. Then, yeah. I, then uh, you got to
0: go a different route. <laughs> I was thinking about that today,
2: as a matter of fact. Uh, this guy, uh, was it Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy whatever the hell his name is? Butler. Jimmy Butler. They're in a big argument because apparently... Carl Anthony Towns' girlfriend slept with Jimmy Butler.
1: Oh, really? I didn't hear this. Oh, that's
2: why they were battling, yeah. But I have a question. Why would you take that so personally? It's like, well, she wasn't who I thought she was. Let's move on. I mean, you're not married to her. You're your girlfriend. She wants to go stup and other guys. Then you go, well, she wasn't who I thought she was, and forget it. Go hang out with Jimmy.
5: She's apparently the dumbest gold digger on the planet. My boyfriend makes 120 mil a year. I think he'll go sleep with somebody he can't stand. Exactly. See how that works for the relationship. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I've never understood why people take that so personally. It's like they're not not who you thought they were. Move on. Who cares? She's obviously a punch board. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, why people get involved in that kind of thing. I will never understand that as long as I... I never have. Uh, why is Somebody's always calling me now.
0: <laughs> oh, it's your mother. i got to answer this, Andy, because you didn't call her. Hello? I did, too. I'm texting. I don't know what her problem is. Hello? I think she meant to not...
5: Mrs. Cleaver, are you there?
0: I don't think yeah, she meant I to call she you. she
5: pocket-dialed me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she does that a lot.
5: Wait a go-
2: she does pocket-dial a lot. No, not about
0: it. See, I try to be loyal
2: to my wife, who abandoned me again this week. Where did she go this time? She went down to Florida because Andy had an apartment down there, but he's not going to go down anymore, so she went down to shut down his apartment.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mail my crap back. Exactly. So she's doing all
2: that stuff, and I'm sure doing a fine job. Wait at, a minute. Aren't the Timberwolves? Never mind.
0: I don't suppose you yes. remember the bike lock code, because I don't.
2: My guess would be 1959. Okay. That'd be a guess, and since that bike is about uh, fifteen hundred miles, yeah, no one has out. any idea. What
0: we're <laughs> talking <laughs> about
2: much of a so, problem. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't think it's going to be any problem. <laughs> Give it a try, unless unless you went with nineteen eighty six.
0: I didn't change it. Oh, it it was whatever I got it.
2: So, oh, well, if I did it, it's nineteen fifty nine. Because you use
5: that code for everything, right? Yeah.
2: Yes. Would pin? you like
5: to? You go to the ATM, <laughs> uh-huh. right?
2: Uh, I do not use that code on ATM. ATM. Yes, let's not be doing that. But, uh, yeah, you know, certain things, I suppose.
0: What are you going to do? So, uh, um, this guy, did you hear about Todd LaTourette? Yeah, Todd LaTourette. We're does he have about a syndrome? Uh, yes, he does. It's not Tourette's syndrome. It's not. It's lunatic syndrome. He cut his arm off, right? Uh, in order to pose as a vet... And get free benefits and stuff. He took a skill saw. Oh!
5: See, now, when your dad does these <laughs> stories on the morning show, this is when I race over and turn the radio off. <laughs> well, thank you for do Well, I don't do, do that. it very often, but the, the ones, wrong you know, you? It's, it's either... Uh amputation or somebody's genital mutilation or a poop yep. story. I'm like, I don't want to hear colostomy bags at 7 in the morning. <laughs> and I'll turn it back <laughs> on yeah. a little later. And I got, Okay, they're done talking about oh, that. Oh, he did it so he could get a
0: job as a... They wanted only actual war vets. Right. So it <laughs> was movie. like, yeah, I'm a war vet. I lost my arm. And at least he got the Job. Wasn't it a movie? Can you imagine cutting off your arm and then not getting the job? It's like, oh, well, now what? (laughs) That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. In a
5: dark and twisted way, that's right. Well, did you hear that? Sorry,
0: the position's been filled. (laughs) Oh. um, It was Better Call Saul and the Men Who Stare at Goats. Is what he was on. Yeah,
2: right, exactly. But he. he, the audio of him is not is not good. He starts crying and talks about being mentally ill and having to take medication. Well, yeah, you don't,
0: oh, you don't do that unless yeah, you're
5: mentally tough, ill. It's a tough deal, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, he cut his own arm off. Mm. <sighs> so I got a one arm guy story that's pretty funny, actually. All right. Uh, I used to play a lot of golf and we were at play a few of us that were meeting at what was it called back then? Wedgewood, out in Woodbury. Oh yeah, sure. It's probably this is late eighties, early nineties. And one of the guys big dude, Greg really good golfer, and he's late, and he's never
1: late, and we're like,
5: where the hell are you? And he finally shows up as we're, we teed off, and he, we get to the second tee, he says, Jimmy, what happened? He goes, "Well, wow, I got in a road rage thing with a guy, and it turns out he was coming out to play golf here, too, and the guy only had one arm, and we got in a fight in the parking lot, and man, he only had one arm, but it was really strong. <laughs> well, I can imagine. <laughs> kind of up.
2: That would yeah. be good. Um... That happened to me in front of uh, Spring Hill. No I w- kidding. I was walking in, and there was a guy waiting for another guy, and the guy was behind me that he was waiting for. And I turned around to look and see who he was talking to, and it was a guy with one arm. And the guy who was waiting for him said to him, hey, I've got to tell you up front, I'm not very good at golf. He tells that to the guy with one arm. <laughs> now, I don't know. Some people with one arm can attach their yeah. they like clip their thing, but this guy had no arm from the shoulder down. Yeah. So I don't know how that would benefit him in any way, shape, or form, but I don't know. It just he had one arm and it was really strong. That's a nice touch. That's and yeah, what are you gonna do?
3: All I can envision is like this big Popeye arm. <laughs> <laughs> this one big Popeye arm.
2: Indeed. So did you guys uh, go out last night trick-or-treating? Anybody go out? We did.
5: No, we went to uh, the local watering hole, uh, Rosemount's finest. Really? And it was kind of funny. The parking lot was fairly deserted, but the bar was full and it was all couples. So I said, is this the the, uh, Halloween Avoidance Club? And they all, yep, that's why we're here. (laughs) I suppose that is true. No, nah, I
2: tell you it was great going out with the little kids and watching them all excited. And they were, you know what I was very impressed with is all all four of them. You know, Sage was there, but he doesn't talk. So all four of them were very happy. They weren't wildly, you know, out of control. Mm-hmm. They were very polite to the people. I mean, I was very impressed with. Wow. Them. They all mm-hmm. said thank you very much and happy Halloween and all that stuff. Trick or treat.
5: So oh, who was the four?
2: It was Mike Rasmussen's two kids. kids. Yeah, yeah. All right, now I get it. Ivy and Bjorn were there. Linus was there, a guy that uh, Dan works with. And then Fawny was out there. And here's how Fawn trick or treats. Ready? Trick
0: or treat. She's (laughs) a little shy. She's
2: so shy, she she won't say it out loud. She just goes, (laughs) <laughs> like I don't think they can hear you, honey. My
3: my oldest son, when he was about that age, like two and three years old, he would just—they would open the door and he would just walk right in. Sure, let's oh. go in their house. Yeah, yeah, safe behavior. Come here, but um, yeah, I missed trick or treating because I was on a flight back home. I didn't get home. Mm-hmm. I think I landed at about 6.30. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, by the time I got home, it trick-or-treating was winding down so
5: this po- uh, popped up on my facebook memories thing it was my mm-hmm. daughter when she was seven.
3: Aww,
2: <laughs> oh, the, She's uh, a little dark and twisted too <laughs> a little dark and twisted that's nice
3: well i asked my oldest and i'm like what are you gonna be for halloween this year and he's like well i don't know i, I kind of want to be paper bag man i'm like what so he walked around with a paper bag on his head with the holes cut out for the eyes.
0: Is that a th- reference, or is that just?
3: No, he said oh, it was a okay cheap costume. Well, it was cheap. <laughs> it's
0: just the yeah, solid teenager eyes. look.
3: Yeah, pretty much.
2: <laughs> the brown paper bag. Well, the unknown comic went with a brown yeah. paper bag. He was funny. Yes,
3: Speaking of comics on the cruise, um, Craig Gass wanted to say hello. Oh,
5: Craig's a great guy. And he guy. plans
3: on coming to Minneapolis in June. So we'll have to get him on the show.
2: He does the most amazing impressions I've ever. Yes, heard.
3: he was one of the comedians on the cruise, and uh-huh. he was like announcing things, like some of the uh, events and stuff, in his voices. Like he would do a Sam Kinison. Oh yeah. And uh, what was a? I think he did. Let's see, it was Sam Kinison. I'm trying to remember the couple of the other voices he did. But yeah, it was funny. I'm like, oh, that's Craig Gass. <laughs>
2: Christopher Walken.
3: Yeah, I don't think he did Christopher. Probably because it wouldn't come over the PA system very well throughout the ship. So he was trying to do some of the voices that he has. That kind of right. has that good abandon. Tone. Yeah, but yeah, it, it the was the ship. Yeah, no kidding. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, and and uh, Brad Williams, the comedian, mm-hmm. um, the little person. I don't know. Right. Is that what you yep. call him? Little people. I don't yep. know what you. Yeah, call little call them. people. Yeah. Yeah. He was on there, and he was wanted to say hi. Yeah, he's then, a good guy, too. Yeah. He's a
2: really good guy. Yeah. Very nice people, but honest to God, he's talk about Craig Gas. You've heard him on the KQ Morning Show. You, there is no way to tell if that's actually Christopher Walken talking if you're not right there. Oh, I know. You hear that? I know. I mean, he sounds just like him. You know why he can do such great impressions? Yeah, I know. Do you? Do you know why? Uh-uh. Both his parents are deaf. How mm. cool is that? So he retains every nuance in people's voices. He just retains all that stuff. Hmm. Pretty amazing. So
0: they're genetically deaf, right? I believe so. So why, why isn't he? Yeah, I that's don't know. strange.
5: I, th- I feel like we've had this conversation about him before. I mm. think we have. Yeah, <clears throat> <probably> I <throat> have. I think maybe it's just like... Could you pull up episode 376? <laughs> probably could, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, let's get that cooking. We probably could. Yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, i will say this and i am not naming any names but he, yeah Craig mm. Gas is phenomenal I, I, it makes me really uncomfortable to interview an impressionist who are, who's not very good at it oh, yeah
0: that's the worst. Oh, it's I know. horrible oh,
5: god it's like bad improv and you know it's always know the yeah. when they're going to you know how you can tell they're going to be shitty mm. when they have to tell you who they're imitating before they do it well, oh, yeah? like a, fred Travellina. remember he used <laughs> to always tell you who he was about to do I wonder what it
2: would sound like if Paul McCartney answered the phone. It's like really you have to tell us who you're doing. Well that's you know, and that Paul McCartney answering the phone. I'm answering yeah. the phone for
4: you.
3: Well that's uh one time Gilbert was in, that's what he was saying. Like oh God, when <laughs> when phenomenal. they have to announce who they're gonna do an impression of and it's just a horrible impression. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, Craig Gat I mean he's amazing, especially when you hear him over the radio, it's you can't tell the difference.
2: He is absolutely amazing, no doubt. Mm-hmm. We just played that Gilbert Gottfried comment about Hogan's Heroes
3: Oh,
5: yeah. like oh yeah. a few
2: years ago. The, pit,
5: the pitch to the, the studio execs. It's
2: about a bunch of people in a concentration camp in Germany. It's a, it's a comedy. Cr- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh. okay. How did they pitch that?
0: Well... To be fair, that was the perfect pitch during the '60s when everything yeah, was yeah, everything right. was yeah. ironic and kooky. I well, would imagine you're right.
5: What was the movie that was that that sort of spun that, that was spun off from? There was a serious movie about a concentration camp. It was and. Stalag Seventeen. Yeah. 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 Because I think somebody just got the idea. Hey, let's do that, but we'll make it funny. Because really, I think you're the right. Situations were pretty similar. They were yep. just. You know, cartoonish.
0: I wonder if they actually have the uh, The story of how that show came to be. Because it is interesting. And Colonel, try making that today. Colonel Klink was actually in a concentration camp when he was a little boy.
5: Yes, yeah, so was the guy that played uh, LeBeau. <clears throat> Klink, Schultz, oh, right, right. Burkhalter,
0: and Hochstetter were all Jewish. Oh, so. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I'm. Don't. They don't look Jewish. Uh, yes. Oh, here so we go. Just kidding. Uh, there was oh, wait, one, man. two, three, four of them fled the Nazis during World War II. And, yes, Clary, a.k.a. Yeah, Robert Clary. That's yeah, he was, he is. spent three years in a concentration camp. Man. And John Banner was also in a pre-war concentration camp. Let's laugh it up. Leon Askin there. was in an internment <laughs> camp. Jeez. <laughs> and they made a comedy about it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Bob Crane was a porno perv. Oh he was my God. a porno perv.
3: Did you, ever yes. see, did you ever watch that movie? Out of focus. Oh, out God. of focus. Yeah. 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 With Greg
5: he, Kinnear. Yeah, he bought like film equipment. He just was. Yep. A, he was I, I kind of usually discount the whole sex addict thing. I think people use that as an excuse to get out of right. trouble. But reading about Bob Crane, yeah, I think he was actually a sex addict.
3: He, he was creepy. a bit pervy. <laughs> a
5: bit. Yeah. Boy, look at the time.
2: We'll be hmm. right back. We have a guest coming up next, don't we? Uh, What I understand, we do. Yes. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard show. Tom Bernard, here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at priority.com. Priority Courier Experts, every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes.
0: Joe Flynn died at 50.
2: He was Holy only 50. Crap. Yeah, I knew he was really young. What did he die of?
0: Uh let's see here. He died of something. Oh, he drowned. Ooh. Oh, a navy guy drowning. That's good. <laughs> I not <don't> think <laughs> yeah. those were actual navy guys. Yeah, maybe not. Well, t- uh, technically he had a oh well the guest just dropped, so I don't know. They're, I think she's having trouble with her phone. Oh, is she? Uh technically bad. he had a heart attack while swimming. Oh, then that's he what drowned. It was. So he's a booze out. He... M- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Well, he probably was. uh, By the way, okay, she is back. Patricia, are you back?
2: Patricia, we were just talking about the fact that that you probably killed Joe Flynn, who played the the Commodore on uh, Mikhail's Navy. Is that true? Just kidding. Uh,
6: (laughs) (laughs) Well, as a matter of fact,
2: as a matter of fact, Patricia McCandless ladies and gentlemen, is cell phone addiction hijacking your family. I tell you, Patricia, I got to be honest with you. And by the way, you want to be called Patsy or Patricia?
6: Patsy.
2: Patsy's good. Okay. Patsy, I, I, between social media and cell phones and the Internet, people are completely out of control. What are we doing?
6: Isn't that fascinating? And most people I talk to say, how did we get here? Where Where are we? It's just an amazing, uh, I, I feel like we live in a hyperspeed of technology and who, many people say, who's in control here? Well, it's obvious that we are not in control because we're the ones suffering from the addiction.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely true. We, we just, uh, you, you look down the list of all these. I If I could, I would not have a cell phone. I just wouldn't want to carry a phone with me. But I didn't want one for the longest time. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to have one now. I do not answer. Here's what is bizarre to me. People will call you, and if you don't recognize the number, they, they won't leave a message.
5: Well, I think the phone is the least obtrusive part of the whole cell well, yeah. phone experience. That's it's the true, least yeah. disruptive. That's it's the true. constant yeah. connection I to agree the inner world.
6: Is that Alex?
5: No, actually, it's Doug. No, it's Doug. Al- Alex is
0: a girl. She's my daughter. And she also oh, didn't show oh, up. So yeah.
6: I was thinking it was Andy. I'm sorry. Um, Andy's well, here. Well, I was. Okay, because. Um, I'm wondering about people who do so much of the technology world, and it seems to me that Andy does a lot of that uh, as necessary for your show. That's true. So how do you escape that?
0: I actively avoid Twitter, for one. Yeah. That is uh-huh. mandatory for mental health, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's It truth. really is it awful sometimes. Cassie, she's our social media person, and you don't really – use Twitter in that fashion much either. No,
3: I, usually it's, and if it's my own Twitter account, it's just me retweeting, you know, promotion stuff for other shows, you know, like yeah. this show, my husband's show. So I try, I, and I don't post anything political. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I was out of touch for five days on the cruise, and I tell you, this my stress levels, everything, it just felt so freeing yeah. to not have to Deal with other people's crap.
5: Were you hammered most of the time. Come no, on, I wasn't <laughs> actually.
0: Was I
3: wasn't. I didn't get drunk. Once.
0: Yeah, on a boat, it's you, you. have to be careful with that.
3: Yeah, but yeah, I, I, you know, it just it gets so overwhelming, and I don't want to hear other. I, you know, if I wanted an opinion, I'd ask for it. Right. Don't shove it down my throat. I just don't deal with it. So
2: I understand that, but Matt, see, I have to ask you a question because I have I have pretty grave concerns over where we're headed as a society because. For some reason, people feel very, very powerless right now. The only time they do feel power is when they're on social media or on their cell phone. In other words, when they don't have to answer for their opinions or their snarkiness or whatever. Uh, It just really concerns me. Where are we headed? Because these people, they still know in their heart they're powerless, but they act like such tough people. This is not going to end well. I'm just telling you.
6: Well, I I am I have great hopes that uh, things will begin to change and that uh, we're basically shining a light on this whole problem because there are many people out there who look at me uh, when I start to talk about uh, cell phone addiction. Um, well, I would say it's about half and half. Half the people say, "Oh yes, this is just the worst," and they still give their children cell phones. Yeah. And then the other half say. But I can't live without my cell phone. And I think that we have been sold a bill of goods here. And I, I find it really interesting. Um, most, of, most of my research has been done around cell phone addiction, especially with regard to children. And although I'm, I'm wanting to save the magic of childhood, but I'm really talking to the adults because it's the adults that are uh, sifting this down into their children. So it's really amazing that the original tech leaders and the tech leaders in silicon valley today do not allow their own children a digital device right and they send their children to the waldorf schools where there are no digital devices so they know how poisonous and addictive this is and and they also make a point of keeping the cell phone away from them because that's one of the first things is to create a physical barrier. So there there are steps that we can take. I mean we could we could sing ain't it awful all day long about these cell phone addictions. Um, and especially what's happening to children. But um, it's really important to get it out there, to wake up that you need to create a physical barrier. You've got to get away from your phone, keep it off your body, put it in your briefcase or When you've got it in a room, put it on the other side of the room. And then turn off all those non-essential beeps and blurps and tweets um, because that's what gets your attention. Um, Evidently there was a a pretty interesting story about Anderson Cooper and they uh, put all the uh, electronic tags on him to see how his pressure would go up or his sweat (laughs) when they put the cell phone across the room and left on the beeps. He his heart rate went up and (laughs) he started sweating and that is what has, has become of us. We've, we've become the creatures of Pavlov, you know, we're all salivating Uh over this thing. So, um, I, I think it's, and, and what Cassie said about creating a digital safe zone. When you're on a cruise and you don't have it for five days, you realize how wonderful it is, what a relief it is. It's, it's like... A, a new world. And I, so I I really think that adults need to practice those kinds of steps and then families there are a whole another set of steps to to take to so that we're in charge. I mean, you feel powerless? Well, put your cell phone down and walk away. And and based, by the way, pick up my book Becoming Jesse because it's filled with lessons that are not technical at all. They're all about reconnecting with Human
2: beings. I thought you were talking about becoming Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Thank you very much, Grace, to be
6: here. <laughs> you know what? When I, when I published my book, I had I'd gone through all the titly things. you mm-hmm. so like, oh, I want to make sure it doesn't have the right... Oh, my gosh. There are so many books on becoming, and there are so many books about Jessies. <laughs> so, oh, really? Oh, well. <laughs> I found out. Uh, anyway, it's all good.
2: So what does becoming Jesse actually mean?
6: Well, we're all becoming, and this little boy, Jesse, is becoming more and more of his magic, of his, of the light that I believe we are all born with. I'm a mother and a grandmother, and I uh, have watched the, this magic, especially as a grandmother. We call them our baby grands because they are the music of our life, and they have taught me so much about hanging on to your magic. You know, um, people go to the movies, uh, they go to Disney World, they watch Peter Pan, whatever they can do to get their magic back. And there are books and documentaries on how to do everything. And you know what that bottom line really is? It's really, I just want my magic back. It doesn't matter if it's a, a diet journey or a spiritual journey, people really want their magic back. And this book takes place in the 1950s so there's no technology to interfere and it's about conversations and connections and uh, facing challenges and solving problems and it really is all about taking back your power within this magic that we all, we really truly all have it.
2: You know Patsy what you're talking about is pretty fascinating because I wonder if you took today's society, let's say you took today's millennials, or let's say people even under 40, and you put them in a room with a television that only has three channels... There are no cell phones. See, no that,
5: tables. Can actually, you imagine how crazy they go? No, 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 no. That's my million-dollar idea. I just can't have anybody to you're find right. it. A reality show? No, of like, no, it's a resort, and you'd call it 1974. Uh, you'd decorate it in 70s colors yeah. and have three-channel TVs, and yeah. and uh, you'd need beer can openers, and you'd have ashtrays everywhere. Mm-hmm. I bet grandparents would take their kids there and say, okay, we're going to spend a week." They weekend. totally would. This yeah. is what it's like. I this is what, right. yeah, this is how I, I grew think, up. I think it would be cool. Yeah. I would actually.
6: I think you are uh, on to something. All right, here.
5: I need a million like, to get it started, so I'll call Paul. It's a okay. million? Call Paul. Yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe ten million if you well, if just, you can find uh, some cheap I'll land. Borrow
5: the rest from uh, Bilski. <laughs> exactly, Bilski. I'm sure Bilski'll
0: tee it up. I'm sure there are plenty of addicts addicts out there so full rat, of props. The point for you. is,
5: rather than punish people and say, "Well, we're taking your phones away," it's like, "Well, let's have a unique experience here and see." And you know, and I think you're exactly right, Patsy. It forces people to do what's good, what they're good at and, and make real connections. It's one of the few things I yeah. think that we did well, as my wife and I did as parents, is we have a lot of family dinners, and since the kids were little, it's like no devices, no TVs. We yeah. listen to music, yeah. and we talk to each other, yeah. and it's great.
6: Oh, that, doesn't that sound like paradise today? That, that's wonderful. Um, I, I grew up the same way, and our children grew up that way, and um, that dinner table, is sacrosanct it, it is the place where this is where all the connections happen and um, and I must admit I've been really uh, starting to collect ideas for parents um, what if you just had one day a weekend just use one day I, I was going for a, a, an internet free weekend like Friday Saturday Sunday but Ooh. just take one day and no wi-fi no internet no digital devices period and so what the the big thing is it's almost like a 12-step program you know oh yeah what are we gonna do (laughs) we've got to prepare and um preparing is part of the fun and so you know parents have ended up um having a camp well they were going to do a camp out this one couple i know they were going to do a camp out and it rained poured cats and dogs so they did it in the house, and they had the best fun. And um, yeah, they even made s'mores. You know, uh, <laughs> they made a gooey mess of of uh, the microwave and the oven. <laughs> but it, you know, there's fun to be had, and new adventures, and surprises, and delights. And um, this one, this one child said to me, she's 12. She said, I lost my cell phone. I I, I found it because I left it at my friend's house, but. I had to talk to my parents all day. And you know what? Really nice. That's
2: cold. I had to talk to my parents all oh, That's really nice, to. Patsy. The book is called Becoming Jesse: Celebrating the Everyday Magic of Childhood. Patricia McCandless, C.A.N.D.L.E.S.S. Patricia, great talking to you. Yeah, everyone needs more magic in their life like they used to have. Last night we uh, yeah, trick-or-treated yeah. Well, with...
6: Well, I like to hear it with... We... With you and your your children, your wife. Yes. I mean, really, model role models. We need more role models. So good I for like you. It.
2: Thank you very as much as, for your As time. my
6: book says, blue ribbon. You. Bye bye now.
2: Thanks a lot, Patsy McCandless, She was a very very pleasant person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a very very nice person. But
0: did I, her I, research obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did.
2: Yeah, I, I could not even imagine if our kids had to sit down and watch ABC, NBC, or CBS.
0: I, well, when I was a kid, until I was like 16 years old, I would just come home, turn on Nickelodeon, and just watch that the entire day. Right. So, you know. Yeah,
2: there was no Nickelodeon when I was a kid, though. But there was Axel and his dog. Still one of my favorite things. I mean, when it happened, it wasn't my, one of my favorite things, but looking back, the internet hit big when, Andy? When did we first get the internet?
0: We got it when I was 12, so that would be 1998. 1998, about, well, so it was about
2: 97, 98 for everybody, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, we got
5: it a little late. I, yeah. I've been watching that CNN thing about the decades. Oh, we yeah. watched the 90s yeah. last night, and it was all about the computer yeah. revolution. So it was really
0: we got it late because yeah. they literally had to like spool the line out to our yeah. house in the middle of nowhere.
2: Oh, well, that's right. I had so. to pay for all that. I forgot about and that. And it was not <laughs> cheap. Yeah. It was not cheap at all to get the internet. But I, I'll never forget that first weekend we had it. Alex was in a, in a dance class. And there was a father-daughter dance coming up that weekend, so oh, Catherine yeah. thought she would check things out and see how to improve it. Yeah, She typed in father-daughter. That was not oh, a good idea. The
0: early days of the uncensored Internet. Oh, my yeah. God, it was vile. Well, when, we, <laughs>
3: when we come back from break, I got some audio of what happens when somebody doesn't have Internet. I like it. Mm. All right.
2: We'll be back. Tom Bernard